Hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket Post Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Ayer and we're recording a bit early today after the second day's play of the second test between India and England coming to you from Chennai because surprise, surprise, we haven't used that last half an hour that we so normally do in test cricket. And there's a good reason for that. Why? Because spinners were in operation throughout the day despite the fact that 15 wickets, well, we are here recording early. But before I introduce the panel today, our mightiest, heartiest congratulations to the West Indies Test cricket team who have beaten Bangladesh in the second test to seal the series 2-0 in Bangladesh. That, that's a tremendous result. For all the stories, reactions, head over to the website espncricketinfo.com or follow us on our social media channels. Now, let's get down to it. India versus England, a test match in which India is in control. Joining me today, Gaurav Sundararaman. Hi. Good to be here again. How's it going, Gaurav? You are in Chennai. You are not at the stadium, though. Would you like to have been? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said yesterday, it's one of the rare games I'm missing being in Chennai. And uh, it's a typical, typical uh, Indian test match. Uh, yes, there's a lot of talk about the pitch, but I think the pitch has been perfect. I think that's what you expect when you come to India. And England have just not uh, been... Uh, the England spinners have been outbowled by the Indian spinners. As simple as that. And uh, we expected this. We spoke about this yesterday that we would. Uh, there's a good chance that England may not even save the follow-on, but they just managed to do it. In the previous test match, we had Matt Roller on live report and he was joining us after each day's play. And as the test was progressing along, he was getting more and more bullish. In this test, that responsibility, unfortunately, has fallen to Alan Gardner. Hey, Alan, it's not the same as the first test, is it? <laughs> no, um, this is a more far more familiar feeling following England in um, certainly overseas subcontinental tests, um, tests in India. It's been, you mentioned the, the Bangladesh um, West Indies series, it's been, you know, the year of wins away from home, um, hasn't it? But um, I suspect that home advantage is, is going to reassert itself um, in the next sort of 24 to 48 hours. Yeah, absolutely. Alan, I'm looking at my Twitter. Yeah, and the top thing says in the search bar says COVID-19 in India. The second one, which is trending in India, is Vaughan, which is Michael Vaughan. He is trending with another Vaughan, Shane Vaughan. And the third trending item is Pitch. Yeah, so th these are the three main trending items in India as it stands. So let, let's just get this discussion out of the way about the Pitch. It's it's fine, isn't it, when you come to the subcontinent and it spins from day one? Um, I, I don't want to talk much about Michael Vaughan or, or Shane Warne. Um, the pitch, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that um, it, clearly it's it's at the sort of um, Bunsen burner end of the spectrum when um, you get conditions in uh, in like this in India. But England kind of have to expect that. Um, and they've been outplayed, you know, thoroughly over the course of these two days. Uh, there's clearly, there's a little bit of um, risk involved, I suppose, in, in that... Um, you know, if England had won the toss, it, it would be interesting to see what sort of score they might have put up. And and clearly, I mean, batting last was is not going to be um, a lot of fun, you'd suspect. But I mean, the game's long gone um, on, on first innings alone, and I don't think um, England will have too much complaints. I mean, clear, you know, the, the first the first test was arguably decided by the toss, and and the second test um, has probably been decided by. Uh, the toss and Rohit Sharma. So let's say the, the toss and Joe Root in the first uh, game and, and the toss and Rohit in the second one. Yeah, absolutely. Like you mentioned, Alan, England, they've, they've proven over the last three test matches that there are no bugs, mugs with the bat in, in the subcontinent. I think 
today the day they split today just goes to show how impressive rohit sharma was for the most part yesterday in his 161 and and when he came out in the second innings as well i know he had one reprieve but he's still looking better than everyone else on an extremely tricky surface yeah oh absolutely i mean he's been head and shoulders above it i mean a quick glance at the scorecard you've got one uh, a couple of 50s in the in the india innings england no one got past 42 then folks um, Played tidily enough, and you know, um, held the fort for a bit. But <laughs> Rohit's Rohit's first innings, um, well, he's outscored the, the entirety of um, the England eleven, um, and he's still there yeah. batting again at the end of day two. I mean, he's taken that proactive approach as he kind of spoke about. Um, England just haven't been able to do that. Clearly, unfamiliar conditions for them, but um, yeah, Rohit has decided the course of the game, I think, with that in it. Gaurav, I know where you stand on on the pitch and I think you alluded to it when we started this podcast, but but I'm going to try and play devil's advocate here. Yeah? You mentioned that this is what you expect, uh, a typical test match in India, but but is it fair to expect it to turn like that from, from day one? Uh... Because, because in that case, if I can make, if I can just add to my argument there... You are then not preparing a pitch that will last for five days. That's one way of looking at it. The other question could be, are you okay with a pitch that seems and swings from day one or that bounces from day one, uh, which is very uh, favoring pacers, right? I can ask the same question back to you. So I think it's okay. Just that you expect this, the fact that India have not been putting, uh, dishing down such pitches in a while now uh, makes you feel that this is okay. And I think, um, see, uh, from a fan perspective, I'll, I would say that I don't mind seeing such kind of pitches maybe once a series. Uh, it adds a good uh, it's good for viewing the game moves a bit fast and it also tests how somebody plays uh, spin like if uh, we saw what happened when Australia came to India in 2017 Pune was a uh, pitch like this yes Australia won the toss uh, that didn't happen this time that was a very tough pitch Steve Smith scored one of an all-time great hundreds in the second innings that too yes he had a lot of luck but he managed to score and we appreciate that innings till date right so that is something you can you get to see unless the pitches are like this so i'm totally fine with this and uh, there are some tests where you feel that uh, yeah it might get over and it may not go to the fifth day which is uh, which is totally okay so if you ask me like for the fan i would like to see it once a series but if i'm actually a part like a part of the team management and you want to do this four times in a series i'm still okay with that because that's what home advantage is and teams have to come better prepared and play. So uh, it's just okay. People just keep criticizing this. But I think it's totally fine um, uh, if the pitches are like this. So we'll leave the pitch discussion there. India started day two at 300 for six. They could add just another 29 runs getting bowled out for 329. Alan, at that stage, 329 in itself, after the way the pitch played yesterday, it, it seemed like a total that... Maybe England would, would struggle to get close to. But when England came out of bat, did you, did you expect them to fall that short as, as, as they ended up doing? Um, I'm not totally surprised just because we have seen um, England, I mean, uh, in well, on the last uh, tour of India, they actually batted pretty well um, for the most part. But in Bangladesh, they had a lot of problems um, and were, were, you know, were spun out in in 
tough conditions in Dhaka particularly they lost um they, I think they lost 10 wickets in a session so um the fact that the pitch here looks you know almost like it's playing kind of day day 4 style um on day 2 I could I could sort of see that coming. The hope was that someone like Root, you know, would play in innings that uh, could tran- could transcend the conditions as Rohit managed on the first day. But obviously, him him getting out cheaply for the first time um, in a first innings this winter, um, I mean that that was pretty much England's best hope gone. I think so. Um, that and and there's also a tendency in these situations, I think, when you feel possibly that your kind of back's against the wall, um, you've got a bit unlucky, perhaps with, uh, with losing the toss and and the, the conditions being as they are, that it becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, the ball arguably didn't spin as much today or didn't do anything more than it uh, drastic than it did on day one. Um, you know, we had puffs of dust early on in the game. Um, but India clearly bowled better, exerted more control. England didn't know how to, uh, what their scoring options were, didn't know how to put pressure back on. Um, you know, M- M- Moeen Ali got four wickets in, in India's first innings, but went at sort of four and a half and over, and no one was going to bowl that badly um, or with that sort of um, lack of economy in the uh, India lineup. So, yeah, I mean, it was a bit like a slow motion car crash, certainly once. Um, yeah, a wicket in the first over wasn't a good sign. Um, and, and yeah, route going was was pretty much the, the jig was up, I think. Yeah, by lunch, the jig seem, did seem up. But but having said that, you have to say that Ben Folks, who came in for Joss Butler, who has returned home, who's playing his first test in just over two years, he showed that you don't necessarily need to be a Rohit Sharma or play like a Rohit Sharma to do well on, on this surface. Yeah, and uh, I mean, he he, he got a, a little bit of luck earlier on. Early on, I thought um, there was one LBW appeal from Axar that, if it had been given out, I think would have you know would have stayed out. Um, and but you know, beyond that, he's you know his footwork was very good. He was um, crisp and and sort of compact in the shots he played. Um, and he he got used to the conditions, and he batted for sort of a hundred balls, which no one else um, on the England team looked like doing. It seemed like that Ben Stokes was was trying to actually yeah. take no, that no, approach. No one came close, close. In fact, Alan, I mean, the next next highest is fifty seven balls faced by Ollie Pope. Yeah, that's right, and um, I, 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 I suspect England were, were you know slightly spooked. Um, by seeing the ball, but you've seen the pitch kind of break up a bit early on, and 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 you know Ben Stokes has had his trouble against Ashwin in um, in conditions that don't uh, favour the bowler quite so much as this, and he looked like he was going to try and play himself in rather than take the kind of Rishabh Pant approach, you know, the, and the approach that Stokes employed fairly effectively in the first test, which was to you know go on, go on the attack if you weren't trusting your defence but then he got <laughs> completely outfoxed by um an Ashwin ball with you know that was right on the money slowed it right up um drew drew him out and and, and then it spun you know appreciably um he was nowhere near hitting it so you can see why um plenty of uh, 
batsmen have taken the approach that, you know, I'm going to hit out before I get out. But folks, yeah, it did show that there are other ways to succeed. And it's not, you know, it's not a minefield. And to, to return just slightly briefly to that subject, I think teams are entitled to produce um, surfaces that suit them when they're at home. And it and it's, and it's, no, it's very entertaining. Um <laughs> And you've got to make best use of those conditions. The sort of counter example about green seamers that, that Gaurav brought up, you know, um, England at Lords, I think in 2014, uh, that was a green pitch. Um, it was expected, you know, supposed to swing and do all sorts early on. And England inserted India and bowled badly and ended up losing the game. And I suppose, um, it, yeah, <laughs> it can backfire on you, but it's it's all part of the kind of the richness of Test cricket that you get. You can have, um, you know, experiences that range from uh, Lords or Wellington uh, or Durham on a on a cold morning to um, a, a, a hot. Uh, a sweaty turner in Chennai. Mm, absolutely, and I think I think the biggest difference, Gaurav, is is the quality of the spinners that both sides have. Now, this is no disrespect to Jack Leach or to Moin Ali, but Ashwin, for all intents and purposes, is is in a different league to probably any other spinner in the world. Yeah, definitely, and at in these conditions as well. And we saw. Let's take the example of Nathan Lyon. He came his first two was in 2013. He didn't do all that well, but when he came back in uh, 2017, he really bowled well. He took eight wickets uh, in the first day in Bangalore. So uh, spinners take time to learn. And England, unfortunately, uh, I think barring Swan and I think Monty in 2008 and uh, 12 where they had two tours to play. I think Monty even had a 2006 tour, if I if I remember right. So, uh, it takes time and these guys are playing. Uh, yes, I would expect Moeen Ali to have more control in that aspect because he's played in 2016. But Jack Leach uh, has actually really bowled above par uh, after what Rishabh did to him. He's been a really good bowler. He's learned a lot. And I, I was reading the other day, I was seeing his first class record. Um, he has uh, the potential because he plays in uh, such tracks. Allen would be better play to uh, talk on that but he plays for Somerset and he plays in uh, uh, pitches which actually turn and uh, he has learnt the art he has over what two three hundred wickets first class wickets before um, uh, uh, making his uh, debut uh, so yes to answer your question it's not easy being a spinner uh, but Leach has been really good. Moeen Ali has also shown in glimpses what happens if you pitch it in the right areas. But I don't think it's even fair to compare them to Ashwin. He, Ashwin has literally got, what, 29 five-wicket hauls in 76 tests. I saw a tweet uh, from someone, uh, if I equate that for the batsman, it's 29 test centuries from 76 tests. And I really don't know how many people, I think Steve Smith somewhere around that place. So, uh so that's that's how uh, we need to look at uh, Ashwin. So I think, like Sanjay Manjekar has mentioned in our uh, in our video some time back, we sometimes just don't uh, value Ashwin as much as we should. And this remember that this is uh, between 2016 and now he's actually had a pretty rough run. He didn't have as many five wicket hauls as he had before. He had the odd one against South Africa. But now he's again back to where he was uh, in 2016 and 2017 in terms of being consistently taking these five-wicket hauls. So just imagine what would have happened if he had done uh, had a really a good last two, three years as well. Then he would have uh, done even more better. So yeah, not fair comparing with Ashwin, but uh, they've I think England spinners are doing well. They've done a great job so far and uh, they can only go upwards from here. 
Oh, absolutely. Ashwin, of course, Alan, he overshadowed uh, Nathan Lyon, his fellow offie in Australia. He's done, he's doing extremely well in India, as we would expect. Best spinner in the world currently for you, at least in the test format? Um, yeah, I don't um, think there are too many challenges. We have <laughs> been looking at um, spinners' records and so on over the, the past few days for um, uh, the Dream 11 that we just did. And I mean, Lyon, yeah, um, is right up there in terms of kind of off spinners or well just yeah spinners going around for his record but Ashwin I think the thing about Ashwin that um kind of is so impressive really is that kind of we know that he has these variations he involves a caramel he can bowl leg spin um but it's the it's the control and the craft um that that I mean, you. It's, it's, I suppose it's it's the basics, isn't it? It's the landing your stock ball and knowing what length to bowl and what pitch, and um, knowing how to outthink a batsman. But as we've seen um, with yeah, with the contrast with kind of England spinners or yeah, or someone like Lyon in in conditions that um, are a little bit tougher, um, that that is incredibly hard to do. And and batsmen are going to come after you these days. There's not a lot of uh, place to hide um, if you're. Uh, an offie that doesn't have that guile and, and um, that ability to um, think on your feet. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got his record is is um, is you know just on paper is hugely impressive. He's still we think got plenty of years um, in the tank, and yeah, it's 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 just enjoyable to watch him. Uh, apart from the fact that he's dismantling <laughs> you know uh, um, England with such ease at times. Yeah, absolutely. And there was one thing I really liked yesterday, and I and I and I'm guessing you all observed it too. When the crowds were back in India after a long, long time, and the cheers for every Indian cricketer as they were coming out to bat was getting louder and louder. But I think the loudest one, uh, Gaurav, was reserved for hometown boy R R Ashwin, and and I think it was thoroughly deserved. You know, as more as a all his services to to Indian cricket, but particularly in the Test arena over so so many years, because there have been always been questions about about Ashwin, about whether whether he's good enough. He's been dropped in the limited overs format since that I think the Champions Trophy in 2017. So he's had his ups and a fair few downs as well. But I think it's 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 extremely well deserved that he gets to do this in in front of an adoring home crowd. Okay, but now let's talk a bit about the negatives. Yeah. Gaurav, where was Kuldeep? Why did it take him 33 overs for him to get an over to bowl? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. I think he'll be uh, uh, he'll be very shocked and surprised that even on this pitch, he didn't get a chance to bowl as much. I don't think we should read too much into it. They obviously wanted Ashwin and Aksar and they were delivering. You don't need to change that. One brings the ball in, one takes the ball away. So, Aksar's speed was always meant to be uh, uh, pretty useful on this uh, pitch. So, uh, I, I think we'll wait. But, but I feel bad for Kuldeep. Yeah, like he came in so late. He got six overs. He clearly wasn't at at his best in those overs. I mean, it 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 wasn't. It was probably the six of the worst overs we saw today. Yeah, we can feel bad for him, etc. But. I think the uh, I don't think the management will look at it in any uh, in a in a very uh, critical way. At I'm hundred percent sure. I think he'll have his role to play. He will take some key wickets in the second innings, but 
it's important that he does it for that he needs a consistent spell he needs more opportunities obviously ashwin nishant and aksar were preferred early on uh, today but uh, maybe in the next innings maybe kuldeep might be preferred who knows so uh, or if england have a big partnership they didn't even have a partnership for india to actually change too much so uh, all that really matters so this innings i think we can let it be but uh, i'm sure kuldeep will have a role to play and it's important he does because the next test is a pink ball test so again i don't think he might make the cut uh, we have to wait and watch but uh, yeah so it'd be good if he gets to uh, perform in the second innings Yeah, absolutely. India ended the day at fifty-four for one. That's a lead of two hundred and forty-nine runs. I think all three of us know where this this test match is headed, Alan. But what what we do here is towards the end of the episode, we try and get a few predictions in. Now we can all, I think, it's pretty safe to assume that India are going to go ahead and level the series. But what can England get out out of this test match? There's still an entire two innings to go one with the ball one with the bat there's still two more test matches after this including a pink ball one they shift venues as well so it's a fresh start so what will england be looking forward to in the next maybe day or two in chennai well a lot of practice in spinning conditions i would think is 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 the best, is the thing that they can take forward from uh, this game albeit that as you've mentioned the next test is uh, a day night one with a pink ball so it but arguably won't be quite the same uh, or be a different challenge anyway um with the clearly uh, miles behind in the game but with the ball i thought jack leach continued to bowl well uh, in the in the second innings and be, you know he will be looking to get um more overs under the belt two three four more wickets and same for Moeen Ali I think like you know Gaurav mentioned the difference between the two of them Moeen hasn't played a lot of uh, first class cricket let alone test cricket in the last two years so any time in the middle time spent bowling is going to be useful for him um, and whatever they manage to do tomorrow in terms of taking wickets or limiting India you would assume that by uh, mid-afternoon by tea that you know, India will either be thinking about pulling out if they've not been bowled out and then it's a question of whether England can make a fight of it in that fourth innings and I mean and I don't mean in terms of chasing um, 350-400 or whatever it is um, but uh, just not going down in a complete heap again and just trying to spend time um, working out your method and your plans for facing Ashwin and um, and Axar and 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 Kuldeep, if he gets a, a longer run, you know, you think that um, for the rest of the series, it will be those battles will have um, significance as to whether um, this test is, you know, the start of an avalanche or whether England can hang in there and, and make the series competitive in the final two games. All right, Gaurav, let us know right now, will tomorrow's podcast at Stumps be the final one for this test match or are we looking at a fourth day? I think the gods are uh, making sure that uh, England might actually uh, get bowled out tomorrow. Make sure that they get enough rest and the focus can be on the IPL auction. And then we move on. 
<laughs> we move on to the trust pro- you gorav to bring in ipl every time you get a chance to it in a podcast on test matches i yeah. i obviously said that uh, just to rile you guys up but yeah uh, <laughs> i knew this the kind of reaction so i'm sure now alan will be happy that jodhud gets uh, a nice uh, extra innings to uh, bulk up his scoring in this test and uh, beat kohli at the uh, in the run fest between root and kohli in this series fingers crossed <laughs> well I'm, hopefully um, i mean india could declare one down <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but on a serious note, like uh, what Alan said, I think it's going to be good practice. I think Gambhir made a very good point in the post-match show today. He said that, look, at the end of two tests, if you had told England that you'll be one-all going into the pink ball, they'll take it hands down. So that's exactly what's going to happen. They would want to make sure that they start picking Ashwin better, uh, picking the spinners better. I think that's what they need to do. They need to bat time. Uh, it would be good if they could if they could say bat, say, 130, 140 overs. And even if they don't make the target, uh, they can at least bat so much time and uh, show India that they, they, uh, they've improved and they can play spin well. And other than Joe Root and Ben Fokes, especially in this test. So uh, that, that's going to be important. And uh, But I don't see all these things happening. I think India will win tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, today today was a, a a bad day for England, but they they will hope that it's their worst because we know for a fact that England are here for a fight. Alan and Gaurav, thank you so much for joining us today on Stump Mike. We'll chat with you very very soon. Bye bye. Thank you. Lovely job.